0: If I ask you, do you want people around you to be loving and caring, most of you will say yes. If I ask you, are you loving to most people, most of you will not say yes immediately. Some of you will say, it depends. I am loving but I am not mushy. I hold myself back because I may be misunderstood. Sometimes I am loving, sometimes I am not. Namaste and welcome to the River of Wisdom Podcast, a podcast that brings to you the ancient Vedic tradition, which reveals that you are pure being, having a human experience. I'm your guide by the side, Swami P. Let us flow you and I on the banks of the River of Wisdom. Although most people want to be loved, is it not an irony? that most of us find it difficult to be loving. Although most people want to be trusted and accepted, is it not an irony that most of us find it difficult to trust and accept others? Really speaking, intrinsically, every individual is a loving person. This is a fact to be discovered. When we are loving, Emotions such as compassion, giving, sharing, and understanding become manifestations of that love. And it is that same love alone, in a distorted form, that is expressed as hatred, anger, jealousy, and so on. With whom do we find ourselves on a roller coaster of emotions? Family and friends, not strangers on the street. Hearing mandates like, you should be loving, just do not work. We have to discover that we are loving and compassionate naturally. One of the things about being loving is that we do not complain against it. When you find yourself to be loving, you do not feel like a fish out of water. In fact, quite the contrary, you feel at home. You feel that all is okay with the world, Somehow, your world perspective is filled with hope and optimism. Somehow, you are able to imagine many possible solutions to difficult problems. It is that love for the country, also known as patriotism, which can prompt a soldier to even die for the country. When you are loving, you rarely complain. When you are loving, you are accepting of yourself. When you are loving, others are acceptable to you. When you are loving, you do not resist other people being different. When you are loving, you accommodate another person's weaknesses as much as your own. When you are loving, you reach out to people. You spontaneously give. When you are loving, you discover a strength in you To overcome any and many obstacles. Very often, love masquerades as control. If you really cared for your mama, you would study more. That's control. When you are loving, you do not try to control and manipulate another person. I'm not talking about some extraterrestrial creature, (laughs) I am talking about you and me, and that very often we can be strong. Stable and loving. If all these wonderful aspects about us come alive when we are loving, then why do we struggle with being loving? There are two reasons. The first reason is our love gets stifled or inhibited due to ragas and dveshas. Ragas are cravings for a person or a situation or a possession. Dveshas are aversions of a possession, a situation, or a person. If the binding desires in the form of ragas, that is cravings, and dveshas, that is aversions, were converted into preferences, then we could continue to be loving and strong. The second reason why we struggle to be loving is because we find it difficult to trust. And hence, if we could find a way to trust, then we would return to be strong and loving. More about the second reason in another episode. I will dwell on the first reason today. Our love for the other is inhibited and not fully expressed because our love generally comes with a condition The condition could be a raga, which is a binding craving for something, or the condition could be dvesha, which is an aversion towards something. A mother of a 10-year-old told me, I feel loved most when my son obeys me. And I said, you've had it. If this is a major way you feel loved, then be prepared to be sad. Her love for the son was inhibited by a condition. Her raga for obedience slash control. The wife of a corporate executive, who is a yoga teacher, said to me, if my husband really loved me, he would practice yoga with me and not go to play tennis. I hate tennis. Her love for her husband manifested as anger because of her aversion towards tennis. A creative professional was considering ending her life because she felt she had lost her creative spark. She was at the end of her game. Her love for herself came with a condition of being prolific and creative all the time. The condition not being fulfilled covered her love for herself and her life. If ragas were simple likes and dislikes, no problem. But when these ragas and dveshas, cravings and aversions become intense and binding, then our love for the other is inhibited or stifled. Our vision is blinded as we lose sight of the big picture. The world gets divided into what I really, really like and I cannot do without and the things I hate, I cannot stand, I would much rather do without. Our ragas and dveshas become more real than reality itself. We are not able to see the other person for who he or she is. We are not able to offer freedom to the other person to be what he or she is. At any cost, we want our binding desires to be fulfilled. At the beginning of the romantic relationship, or at the beginning of our stage as parents, or at the beginning of our work stint, the conditions were few. We were far more accepting, far more accommodating, and definitely more loving. Along the way, love turned into control. And the reason it happens is because we're trying to find a way out of our human condition. We are yet to grasp that the problem of inadequacy of the human being is a spiritual problem of taking oneself to be just a person and not a psychological problem. We start to look for conditions that will complete us in some way. Instead, if we were to focus more On reducing our binding ragas and dveshas to preferences, our loved ones would feel more accepted and respected. If our ragas and dveshas were reduced to preferences, our loved ones would not pressurize us either to fulfill their ragas and dveshas or binding desires. If our ragas and dveshas were reduced to preferences, then the basic loving person that we really are will be more manifest. The next time you say, my son must do this, say that I would prefer my son to do dot dot dot. I can share my view with him and hope that he sees my point of view. My son is an independent person and he is free to decide. I pray for the serenity to accept him and myself, the courage and the willingness to change myself and the wisdom to see the difference of what can be changed and what cannot be changed. When you say this, see how you think and feel after. The next time you say, my husband sure do dot dot dot, say that I would prefer my husband to do dot 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 meaning whatever comes to your mind because it's going to be different for different people. My husband is different from me and that is okay. See how you think and feel when you say this. The next time you say, my guru should do that (laughs) dot dot dot. You know, people don't even spare gurus. Try and say, that I would prefer my guru to do …. dot dot dot. She is independent and free to decide. I may or may not like what she does, and that's okay. We see that everyone has binding desires in the form of ragas and dveshas, which inhibit their capacity to be loving. When you are loving, you discover a commitment to the other person's growth. When you are loving, your boundaries are flexible. When you are loving, you are trusting. When you are loving, you find an enormous reserve of energy and enthusiasm that you did not know you had. When you are loving, you do not demand the other person to be different. You are in harmony, you are not in conflict, and you have an abiding peace. My beloved guru, Pujya Swami Dayananda Saraswati ji would say you are free to the extent that you give freedom to others when we start practicing this way of being a way of recognizing the other's freedom a way of reaching out to the other a way of trusting the order that makes us all different we marvel and wonder at how different and yet interconnected we all are. We start to relax as we discover our freedom to be and the freedom of the other person to be. Many of our binding desires come from past impressions and the background factors that have shaped our lives. We see that people cannot help being who they are, good, bad or ugly. Most are really trying to be the best versions of themselves. The more we recognize the freedom of others, the more we are in tune. The more we are in tune with ourselves and others, we start to discover the basic loving people we all are. No conditions attached. And nobody can take that away from you. You matter. Your life matters. What you do with your life matters. Thanks for listening. If you found this episode helpful and you think it might benefit someone, I do hope you will consider sharing it. If there is any topic you would like me to cover or you would like to offer some feedback, do share at swaminiji at discoveratma.com that is S-W-A-M-I-N-I-J-I at discoveratma.com. See you next week.